Hello and welcome to the Beyond the Kitchen Table podcast, a podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a successful business. My name's Marie and I'm a website designer based in the UK. And each week I will bring you simple and actionable tips to help with your website, your marketing and just running a small business. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 115 of the Beyond the Kitchen Table podcast. This week I'm talking about SEO again. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization, and it's the things that you can do so that Google ranks you higher when somebody is searching for the kind of thing that you do. This week, I'm going to be talking about four of the biggest mistakes I see people making when it comes to SEO. Despite what you might think and what SEO professionals might lead you to believe, SEO is not complicated. Yes, Google takes into account over 100 factors when it decides how to rank web pages in its search results, but some of these are more important than others. Knowing which of those are the most important is the secret to ranking on Google without wasting time. And it's very easy to waste time on SEO. Easy to waste time doing things that don't actually help you rank any higher in Google or which have such a small impact that they're unlikely to rank you higher. SEO, done well, does not need to take up a lot of time. No, SEO does not need to take up a lot of time. And it's worth it. For many businesses, it's easier to get found by people who are looking for what you do on Google than on social media or any other form of marketing. And just like social media, you can do SEO yourself for free. Of course, you can outsource it if you prefer. And you don't need to leave your desk or get out of your PJs or do your hair, unlike any form of video or networking. And the great thing about SEO is that you do not have to be consistent. Yes, there's work to be done. It definitely takes some effort. I'm not going to deny that. But you can do that effort when you're less busy. You can stop when you get busy, then start again when you have a bit more time. That's not something that you can do when it comes to social media. SEO is very easy to do if you know how. Something that I am going to be teaching on my SEO Made Simple course, which is launching on Wednesday this week. That's the 24th of January, 2024, for those listening in the future. But I will probably be launching it again at the back end of 2024. And if you're wondering whether it's something that might work for your business, then come and join me in my free workshop at 11 o'clock on Wednesday, the 24th of January when I'll be sharing what kind of businesses this works for and obviously which ones it doesn't and what you need to do. So let's talk about some of those mistakes I see people making. The first is wasting time on tech stuff to increase their website speed. This one is a bit controversial. Yes, I'm starting off controversial (laughs) and it's not going to make me any friends amongst those who make a living speeding up websites. So many people get caught up thinking that to rank highly on SEO, you need to do lots of tech wizardry and speed up your website. And while Google talks about website speed being a factor, the reality is that it makes little difference to your ranking. Spending hours and money minifying CSS and trying to get your LCP lower is not the way to get your website ranking higher in Google. And do not worry, you don't need to know what either of those are or anything else technical because it's a waste of time. 
SEO professionals like to talk about them because then you're bamboozled into thinking you need them to sort it out for you. Writing good content that Google considers relevant is much more important. Yes, I'm going to say that again. What you write, the words you write, is much more important than anything technical when it comes to SEO. Now, if your website takes a long time to load, then you want to sort that out because it's not great for users and that might impact on your rankings. But taking your website loading speed from two seconds to one is not going to make the slightest difference. I thought I'd do an experiment. Now, admittedly, this is not the biggest sample size. I'm not going to be submitting this experiment for any sort of journal. But I measured the page speed of the top three results when I typed in Physio Sevenoaks into Google. The top two results, Sevenoaks Physiotherapy and Springbank Clinic, if you're interested, both took 2.2 seconds to load, according to this page speed tester I was using. Whereas Sevenoaks Physio, which ranked third, was much faster at 0.2 seconds. Yes, the fastest loading website was third. And it wasn't just slightly faster, it was a lot faster. 0.2 seconds compared to 2.2 seconds. Going further down the results, fourth place was slower than any of the results above it. But the fifth result was also faster than the first two, taking 1.2 seconds to load the web page. This just goes to show, there are much better ways to spend your time that will have a much greater impact on your rankings in search than trying to get your website to load faster. Stop wasting time worrying about your website load speed and focus on the key important elements. So the second mistake I see people making is not writing about what they want to get found for. This is such a big one. I've talked about this on the podcast before and I regularly talk about it on Instagram if you follow me over there. If you're not writing about what you want Google to rank you for, then it will not rank you. You will not get found. Let's say you're that physio and you're based in Seven Oaks. I don't have any clients which are physios in Seven Oaks, so this is a good example. If you want to be found for Physio Seven Oaks, you need to be using those words and related words. If you just talk about the problems you solve, like back pain, sore neck, stiff knees, and how you help people become pain-free without mentioning the word physio, then Google is not going to understand that that is what you do. And therefore, it's not going to rank you for that word. Think of Google as a child in primary school. If you gave the text on a web page to an eight-year-old, would they be able to pick out the right words that you would rank for? In a page talking about back pain, etc., they might not realise that you're a physio. They don't join the dots. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't talk about the conditions you treat and how you help people. But what I am saying is you also need to talk about what you want to get found for. Any coaches listening? This applies to you too. Think about what somebody is typing into Google when they're looking for somebody like you and make sure you talk about that. I see so many coaches that really talk around the issues using a lot of analogies, lots of stories, which is fantastic for conversion but it's not great for Google. The other thing I see is lots of businesses don't add their location because they don't want people to think they only work in that area. 
especially if they work online or can cover a wider geography. I get that. As a website designer, I can work with people anywhere in the world. In fact, I've got a client in the Australian outback. Google will not rank you when people are searching for someone who does what you do in your local area, unless you mention this area. And I'm not talking about buried in a map either. You need to use the word. If you don't mention a location, this means you're trying to compete with the whole world. Actually, ranking in the top three on Google for Physio Seven Oaks, for example, would give you a steady stream of clients who are looking for a physio in Seven Oaks. It's easier to start by dominating your local market than it is to compete with everybody around the world. Of course, you can move wider than Seven Oaks, ultimately, if you want. The trick, if you like, is to work out what the best words are to rank for for your business. You want something that people who are looking for a service like the one you provide, that they're typing into Google. But you also want something that's not too competitive, so you have a chance of ranking in the top three spots. The phrase online yoga is much more competitive than, say, Yoga Tunbridge. Similarly, Yoga London is much more competitive and therefore harder to rank for than, say, Yoga Islington. And this doesn't just apply to businesses where you meet people. It applies to online services too. I've mentioned mine, for example. My website homepage has the word Seven Oaks in and it has the word Kent. But to say it doesn't stop me working with people from outside there. I have many clients who come from the rest of the UK and, as I mentioned before, you know, one in Australia too. But if you're, say, a copywriter that can work with people anywhere in the world, I bet you people in your local area are also searching for a copywriter. And if you can capture those, then you can have a really good business. And then you can try to rank for other areas too. And that brings me on to the third mistake that I see people making, which is trying to rank a page for too many keywords. And this is a similar mistake. Let's say you're a wedding photographer operating in Kent. Maybe you're based in Tunbridge Wells, but you want to get business from all the wedding venues in the area. You know you need to talk about them, so you list them all. Hever Castle, Chilston Park, Cooling Castle, Penshurst Place, Solomon's Estate, Leeds Castle, etc. Well, I'd be very surprised if you managed to rank on page one for any of those locations. Because Google is reading the words on your page, just like that eight-year-old. And just like that eight-year-old, it wouldn't think your page is about any of those. It might get that you're a wedding photographer, assuming you're talking about wedding photography. The key thing to know is that Google ranks web pages. It doesn't rank websites. Yes, it can see there's a connection between a page and a website, but it will read every page it finds and decide what that individual page is about. And if it thinks the quality is good enough, then it will index it for whatever it thinks that page is about. And while a page can get indexed for more than one term, it's much easier to rank for any term if you have a whole page dedicated to that term, because then it's much easier, because then Google can understand exactly what that page is about. Yes, it takes longer to write several pages than it takes to write one and list all the pages. But if you want to rank for those places, it's worth the effort. And just think, even if you just got one client from that page, it would be worth it, wouldn't it? 
and I've seen this firsthand. A client asked me to rank them for what they do in several local areas, Seven Oaks, Orpington, Tunbridge Wells and Tunbridge. And it just doesn't work. One keyword for one page is my golden rule. That way you can rank for all the keywords you might want to rank highly for, just on different pages. And the fourth and final mistake I see people making is not having an SEO plan. I mentioned earlier that there are over 100 different things that Google takes into account when deciding how to rank the search results. But these are not all equal. You want to do the things that matter the most, and there are a lot fewer of these. It's a bit like learning a language. Did you know there are something like 170,000 words in use in the English language? No, I don't know that many either. Apparently, the most effective way to be able to speak a new language quickly is to pick up the 800 to 1,000 words which appear most frequently in that language and learn those. In the case of English, that's about half a percent of the words in use. And just by learning those 800 to 1,000 words will allow you to be able to communicate. It's the 80-20 principle, if you like. And the same thing applies to SEO. You want to hit the most important elements that Google considers. And you want to stop wasting your time with things that are less important. It's a case of prioritising. You need a plan. This is something that we do in the SEO Made Simple course. We go through all of the most important elements of SEO. I show you exactly how to do each of them. And we start with keyword research, which is one of the first things any business owner should be doing as far as SEO is concerned. Then we work together on your plan. We look at which of those items you should be doing and in which order. And by the end of the six-week course, you will have your own plan to implement. Okay, so they are the four mistakes that I see people doing. There are many others I see people doing. In fact, I did start this out with a list of about 10, but I thought this episode is going to be way too long. And the reality is, SEO is not difficult to do yourself. Yes, you can outsource it, but it can be crazy expensive to do that. We're talking thousands of pounds per month. And like anything, there are lots of things you can be doing for SEO, but some of these have more impact than others. If you want to do SEO yourself, then focus on the things that make a difference and stop wasting time on things that don't. Specifically, stop worrying about trying to speed up your website and other tech issues. Start writing about the keywords or phrases that you want Google to rank your web page for. And stop trying to rank a page for too many keywords. It's one page per keyword. And finally, have an SEO plan that means you will hit the biggest impact items first, the things that really will make a difference to your ranking on Google. And if you want help with that plan and or understanding what items are the ones you want to do, then come and join my SEO Made Simple course. Registration opens on Wednesday, the 24th of January. It's open for less than a week because we start next week, 29th of January. And if you're not sure if it's for you, then come and join me at 11 o'clock this Wednesday when I'll be talking through which businesses this is right for and which it isn't and the things that you need to be doing. Then you can make a decision whether you want to join the course or not. The link to sign up is in the show notes 
or just email me at sayhello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk and I'll send you the Zoom link. That's it for this week. Have a great week and I'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Kitchen Table podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do follow or subscribe to be informed of new episodes. And don't forget to share with a friend. Thank you so much.